0: Hello and welcome, my name is Jake Kerr and this is a Black Ink Podcast. This is episode number 44 and if you're listening from YouTube or Spotify or Deezer or iTunes or Google Podcasts or anywhere, I'd like to welcome you officially. If this is your first time, welcome. If this is your 44th time, welcome. I hope you are ready for an interesting show, okay? Now, I'll admit, today's been such a fucking... I've been inside all day and if you follow the story, today's still Monday, which means if you've already listened to it, I I, I recorded a podcast at 3 o'clock this morning. I've done a whole bunch of things. In between recording the podcast and now I even did 30 minutes live on Instagram, so I'm a bit bloody flogged out as far as talking goes. I've always got something to say, but as far as like actually talking, like I can feel it in my voice box and that, that I, it's, it's it's weird because when you think about it, like most of the time you talk a lot of the day or I feel like I, I talk a lot of the day, like I have phone calls, it'll last over an hour most days, you know, like whether I'm talking to my mum or talking to friends or talking to, you know, clients, whatever it might be, I always find like I'm talking a lot, but there's something about projecting your voice. Something about like talking to the camera that actually like for some reason really weathers your voice. And it's so weird because I was only listening to a podcast the other day. I think it was, um, your mum's house, which is like Tom Segura and Christina Pazitsky. They were saying that it like after they do like an hour a show three times a night, three times in a weekend or twice in a weekend that they can feel it, you know, like that's literally the muscle that they exercise as a, you know, perf- well, I was going to say athlete, but a performer. So it's like, you know, they, they have that real, like you can feel it in your throat and I thought, like, I mean, there might be another reason I got a sore throat as far as like smoking heaps. It is what it is. But I like, I'm not like, I probably smoke less now than what I ever have. So it, I kind of go, like, well, I might throw caution to the wind and say this is actually because I'm doing like making heaps of content, you know? And it was cool. Like, I, I'm sorry, I fucking hate talking about things that I've done as far as content is concerned. But as much as like my job is creating t shirts and all the rest, like, the majority of my job is creating content. So I'm something that I'm really passionate about. And it's something that like, I go hot and cold on it. It's really easy to go hot and cold because it's such a fucking boring thing to talk about. But as far as like creating cool content and like even to an extent, like this is a thing, like creating, a, a, a like taking a picture, I mean, if you edit it at all and then you post it, you know, and with a caption on it, like it's a real basic kind of practice that's, that's a piece of content, like a picture with a caption and a tag that's got like a filter on it. It's like, that's a basic entry level piece of content, you know? And then you go right all the way up to these 45 minute, um, podcasts that I record. It's like that. That's also content as well. And like creating this like platform specific content and like getting feedback and like getting better at, at like creating this content is such a, like, it's a weird thing to get obsessive over because a you know, you're like kind of a subject to the addiction that is caused by being on social media in general. But also it's just like, unless you're around people who do it, it's really hard to communicate like, uh, success in the area. It's like, you know, if you, if you say something like, Oh, i got this many likes or this many views, it sounds really shallow because a lot of shallow people base their kind of cre- credibility off how much like social interaction and engagement they can get. Whereas because it's an actual metric of my business, I kind of feel like when I say, Hey, I got, I made a video that got 10,000 views, you know, and also, because of the nature of my business, I've always um, spent my, like, I've spent what I've had, which is time and not money. So I, like, have used these social media platforms as, like, you know, marketing tools as I've gone, I've elaborated on in the past before. In the past before, I said past tense twice. Anyway, I, um, you know, using these social media platforms is basically just a marketing tool. And, like, instead of looking at it as, you know, like what can I get from this as far as entertainment, like looking at every single pocket of these platforms and what they provide and what's the, like the network and communication like kind of assets within these platforms that I can use for Black Ink. So it's really interesting to go from having this kind of, well, uh, social media is weird. It's like a personal um, relationship that we have with the account that we build and how we kind of like doctorate to build this character of who we are online on that platform. And I feel like, It's only now that I have the retrospective, like perspective of it now I've kind of moved away from it just being a thing that I did in my spare time, I thought was my spare time. And now something that I do as my like occupation or as my income. So obviously I look at it very differently and what I'm learning quite fucking crazily at the moment is that like my time is super valuable. So, and I say that as in like, as a lot of you know, I do um, like I work on a coffee van I help my dad out with things. I do bits and pieces with various friends and all the rest. Like I, and I also like have to remain super diligent of the fact that I have a business and this business has no one overwatching me. So if I don't get this shit done, this shit doesn't happen. You know, like I, it's, yeah, There's there's just a lot of moving pieces to this. And if I stop doing what I'm doing, then nothing happens. Right. And when you like, obviously going further down the path of like what that means, like I get a certain amount of hours like today's a good example. It's Monday. So obviously there's a little bit more stuff on my plate being a Monday, but like, you know, it's Monday. So at the moment I've got this uh, I've got like a podcast that I need to make sure that I had ready that I didn't get done over the weekend. So that got pushed to like, well, if it's going to be posted at five. I need to record it at three. So I have an hour of editing and uploading time and then record the podcast do all my usual engagement on Instagram, which is usually, usually is like 90 minutes of like interaction with other accounts. And then I post something. Usually that includes like creating a post. Then going from there to whatever, oh, just, you know, bits and pieces. I had a Google account lock itself and had to fucking, I had to pay to use my email again on Gmail. Can you believe? Like, it's one of those things if I explain how you're like, oh, yeah, that kind of makes sense. But like, just thinking about it enrages me. And I checked the wrong thing first. So I spent $20. I didn't have to. It's like, fuck, you know? But hey, it was 20 bucks, you know, between friends, me and Google. Fucking cheers. You know, so I do all that stuff. And then you know, fit in some social time with my friend, you know, he's free on Monday morning, so we every now and then we go down to the sauna and we fucking, yeah, we have a sauna and a spa and like, you know, have a bit of a chat. Out of there by like home by 10 o'clock and just straight back into it, processing orders, doing a live video, creating like, getting little pieces of like media, whether they be pictures or videos. And just like saving them so when I need to create content later on I can do that. And then going straight from there to the post office. And then post office to dropping the Harley off. And then Harley needs a service tomorrow. And then coming home to fucking record a podcast. And we had to go to the shops in the meantime. So I was like going to the shops to come home to record a podcast. Do a little bit more paperwork tonight. And then tomorrow morning being on the coffee van between 6 and 1 o'clock. So it's just like a bit of a, I don't know. For someone who works for themselves and is you know unemployed but self-employed. It's like, I seem to be under the pump all the fucking time, which is a good thing. It's a good thing. This is the thing. Like, I feel like it's very easy in this situation that I'm in right now to look for these pockets of comfort where I go, like, you know, I've been working hard. I deserve this. I feel like I don't even like give myself the benefit of the doubt and falling into that on the weekends. Like, I feel like on the weekends, just to keep myself honest, it's like, still do something. You know what I mean? Like, do something for your business. Because I feel like, and I've talked about this in the past before, like downtime is as important, if not more important, as when you're working. Because if you don't get your downtime right, then your work time is not really going to be worth anything. But I also think there is some credibility in being sensible in what downtime is, right? So, because my, my job is mostly my, um, like, dialing into what the task is, you know what I mean? So, A lot of things that I do, like uh, I find that a lot of things with black ink, I kind of have to just look into the abyss and see what the next thing to do is. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of like critical thinking and a lot of theoretical thinking where you kind of go like, right, if I do this, this and this, what result could that render me? Save that. If I do this, this and this, what result can that get me? Save that. Okay, if I do this, this, oh, hang on. If I do this and this and then combine this idea, I can get this result. There's a lot of that that goes on. So I feel like, I've just got to sometimes, I mean, I find myself slowing down and just fucking like listening to what the problem solving tells me to do. And that normally is the direction that I take. And I know that sounds again, woo woo. And by the way, I'm going to full circle this back to that podcast that I was listening to with Tom Segura and Christiana Pazitsky. It's all part of the story. But the thing that I find the most is like actually just... uh, Keeping the ball rolling, you know, like especially these weekends, like on Sundays, it's super easy just to like make the excuse like, oh, just smoke cones and stay in bed and like fuck around and rah, rah, rah. watch squid games and all the rest. It's like, yeah, but you can still have the Internet open and you can still just be like doing passive research on something, you know, like you can just be doing some like I, I like seeing like I, I like imagining what black ink could, could, could possibly produce. And there's no harm in going like, well, how much would it cost to make a black ink bowling ball? How much would it cost to make a run of black ink rolly papers? How much would it cost me to make some 100 black ink lighters? And doing all that shit, I mean, half the time that people don't do that with their brand is literally because they don't have the inspiration to think of it and execute it, you know? Or they might have the great idea but never figure out what it is. And there is a million things that I I know the process on how to make, I know the minimum water quantities, I know what the costs are involved, I know if I can get it done in Australia or China because I'm always just ticking this over. I find that when you have that full 24 hour break, As soon as you have that full 24 hour break with anything, it's hard to fucking get back on the horse. And that's the same as like going to the gym man. that first day that you miss, you're meant to go. It's easy to keep not going, you know, like it literally like multiple times in my life I've had that exact thing happen where like I've gone to the gym for like six months in a row and I miss Monday and then never go again. Just like for whatever reason. So I don't know whether, eh, you see, now that I say it out loud, it kind of sounds like I'm just carrying over my own fear or anxiety of, um of like my past results returning again. But I think in all honesty, it's just one of those like considering, like as I was saying, like my job is very mental because it's very like problem solving. I feel like if it was a physical job, it's more important to give yourself downtime because your muscles literally need, like they physically need time where they're not doing that effort so that they can recover and you can handle the job better. Even if you're not trying to, you know, if I was like fucking doing manual labor work, if I was doing, you know, real work, it definitely, the Saturdays and Sundays, it's like, even like driving somewhere for an extended period of time would be too much effort. It's like, I literally just want to do nothing because that's what's demanded of my body during the week is that physical work. But this mental work, and I think because of the nature of where I'm at in my my business and in my life, and we'll come back to that as well, but because of the nature of what it is at the moment and because like I'm in my first 12 months of, of like rebooting an e-commerce business and I wouldn't even call it rebooting I would call it starting because I didn't really like I didn't have a website before I didn't promote anything on social media like properly all I did was had a brand and made things for sale and people bought them which saying that out loud is fucking almost annoying can like I can't even imagine if I did this shit properly back then but again it's screwing your fucking head on and that that ties into like where I'm at in life. What I was saying with that is, is like, I feel sometimes that we forget. And like, when I say we, I mean people like my age and younger. And probably like, yeah, no, so I'm 29 in like, shit, two months time. That's pretty crazy. But, you know, if I think about 30 years old and under, it's like now that I am almost 29, I kind of can, I've got a feeling of what 30 is going to feel like. You know what I mean? Like they say you peak around 28, 29 as a male. Um, you know, it's 28 through to 32 is usually like the best, healthiest years of your life. And then apparently you start to slow down after that. Now I can obviously, you know, verify up to 29 years of living. It's like, well, I, so far in my life have only got stronger every year that I've lived. And when I say stronger, I mean like, you know, more powerful as a human mentally, physically, spiritually, like I'm like, I expect this to continue, but I'm anticipating that it's either going to plateau Like it'll slow down and plateau or it may even like slightly reduce a little. And it's like that. I feel like with a certain amount of maintenance, right? You know, when that does eventually happen. This is the thing like acknowledging that it's going to happen, accepting it when it happens and like coming up with the adjustments to make sure that you can still manage your life. And if you want to hold any aesthetics for your life, doing the things that you need to do to get the results that you want. You know what I mean? Like so many people are just like, oh, I'm getting old. And they start acting old and they fucking take age to get up. But dude, just fucking act young and you're young. You know what I mean? Like the many years you've been on this earth doesn't mean anything. You know, all it is is a physical count of what's going on as a point of reference for other people. It's literally so like, oh man, it's just fucking, it's dumb. The whole age thing is dumb, man. But it's just getting towards the end of the day. I'm cranky. It is what it is, you know? But point that I'm making is is like I'm 28, right? You should be vibrant. You know, like for me to take that day off, like mentally, to not have those thoughts is so much more of an effort than it is to get excited about the thing that I do. You know? And obviously like I'm in a very beneficial position where like, you know, I get to do the thing that I want to do. Also like put myself in this position as well. So Obviously, if I was in a position where I was trying to avoid this thing that I like doing and trying to shy away from it, there might even be a problem in itself. itself. But I definitely feel like like I don't really need that much time off at the moment. Like maybe when I get into my 30s and I've been hustling hard for like five years and I do feel that kind of carryover of that, you know, you can feel it. It's like a tension that follows you, you know. And I've felt it before when I've worked months and months and months at a time and then decided to take like a month off work is because you're just like, man, I'm fucked. You know the real travesty is that people go their whole life and don't acknowledge that feeling of being fucked. They think that's a part of like the human experience is just continuing to work, and without sounding like you know one of those crazy conspiracy theorists that it's like yeah that's how they want you to think and that's how they want you to feel. It's just like staying in this position where you think like it's your job to continue working. Look, I'm not a conspiracy theorist and I don't know who they are, but there is definitely some merit to saying that's how they want you to feel. You know, like I. I think the biggest thing that, like, I always come back to in, like, living this life and having this experience of being a human is there are no fucking rules, you know? There's these agreed kind of, like, there's these agreements that we all, like, mentally shake hands on, you know? And that's everything from, like, don't run a red light to don't kill anyone to, like, if you make eye contact with someone and you're walking up, you, like, acknowledge them and say hello to them. And if they're your senior or elder or, you know, higher power than you, then you pay them respect sort of thing. There are these things that we agree on as humans and some of them we even back up by law, but realistically in this experience, there are no fucking rules. There are no rules at all. And to think that you're meant to be here your whole life just to fucking, you know, that cliche thing of like, have a job, pay taxes, buy a house, find a girl, have a family, do all the rest. Like they're just rules that everyone agrees on that more people agree on than a lot of others, you know? And like people bet their whole life on those rules being correct. It's not necessarily the case. You know and like this is just recycled shit that a lot of smarter people have said before me but it's something that has like it just gave me so much freedom and it's like the, the only thing that's changed throughout my life as I realize this more and more and that is that if you make a decision one day to do something you can literally do it the only difference between like you having that and not having that is like your decision to do it your execution and your word with yourself you know what I mean and I think the word with yourself is overlooked a fair bit as well like I think there's a certain amount of, I've gone tangent to tangent to tangent and I apologize comparing this to my 3am podcast this morning, you can definitely tell that I've been awake for fucking 13 or 14 hours or whatever it is between podcasts. But anyway, I think the, having the word with yourself is super important because you have this like, I feel like having a certain understanding of who you are, you know, like, and also like even on a physical level, understanding how you feel. And what your body's doing at any one time and knowing like if you wake up with a slight feeling, be not being like, oh fuck, I wonder if like I had that feeling yesterday or if I had it yesterday, whether it was every day before, like knowing things about yourself because you're always kind of analyzing yourself and you kind of like treat your body almost like a vehicle or a machine that you keep in check, you know? And like I feel even you know, beyond that is obviously having that mental relationship with yourself where you can like wake up and you can ask yourself how you feel mentally. Like, where am I at emotionally? Do I feel enthusiastic or encouraged for today? Or do I feel like I'm at a detriment for whatever reason? And like being able to like follow that up with going like, for example, like, I don't feel like doing anything today, if that's the case. Being able to go like, that's very good, but I said to myself, whether it was a week ago or a month ago or a year ago or a decade ago, that I would achieve this thing. Now, if I don't do this, obviously, if I've told anyone, I'm going to have the judgment of the people that I tell having some sort of word about it or opinion about it. But in reality, I told myself that I would do this. I made an agreement with myself. I made a decision whether it was based on logic or emotion whenever I made that decision. And the point is the decision was made, Right. And I didn't make a decision like, yeah, until I give up or until I don't feel like doing it, I said I would do this. So then if I don't do this, I've broke my fucking word with myself. You know what I mean? Like I don't really have a leg to stand on with myself. And the problem is when you do that once, you do it twice. And When you do it twice, you've already done it a million times. And it's hard, you know? And I'm not saying that I 100% fucking live by my word and, and I'm a true, honest, honorable man, but I fucking give it a really good shot, you know? And it's not for anyone else. It's not so, like, people know, like, Jake's a trustworthy sort of dude. Man, it's so I can fucking sleep. It's so I can, you know, be me and just, like, I can say, like, I talk, like I've talked about in the podcast this morning, like, if my business fails, it definitely wasn't because I didn't try, you know? And, like, as I'm fucking making a whole point about, like, the weekends, it's not because, you know, like, I gave myself too much time relaxing, you know? But, man, I guess, I guess there's it's just difficult to see a lot of people my age these days that definitely don't have a good relationship with themselves. And they don't have a, like they don't have that, that like respect for their own word, you know, where if they say they're going to do something, it's like, you got to fucking ride or die what you say. And realistically, if like, this is the thing, a lot of people get to a point where they, they say it a million times and they realize that it's too late for me to go back. You know, it's too late for me to have that first thing where I say, right, I'm going to go to the gym every day for fucking a year, you know? And then, They wake up the next day and they go, oh, fuck, well, I said I was going to quit smoking as well last week and I still haven't. I said the week before I was going to stop eating so much gluten or pasta and I still haven't. So I might just not go to the gym tomorrow. Even though I've got the membership and even though I told all my friends and even though I bought the sports clothes, I just won't do it. You know what I mean? And then because they have that relationship with that self of like accepting failure then it becomes this snowball that kind of gets out of control too big where then it just seems like it's okay to talk about shit all airy-fairy in most, like, aspects of, like, wherever a conversation can lead with your friends. And, like, they start talking about things. You're just like, well, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? Like, this is the thing. Like, I know that none of this shit, none of the shit that you say over here happens. So what's the shit that you're saying over here? I reckon everyone who's from my town is thinking of one person right now, but I might be wrong. I I wasn't thinking of that person, but as I was saying it, I'm like fuck. I reckon this. I don't know. I could be wrong. If you're not from my town, you're just like, hey man, this is not relevant, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot more faux. Um, there's a lot more faux. Like, uh, what do you what what do you call it? Not faux characters, just like faux conversations. A lot of people talking about things that are never gonna happen. And people backing them up. So, like, everyone's just fucking on cocaine all the time. You know what I mean? Making business plans. And then the next day just being like, well, we didn't have that conversation. That didn't ever happen. You know what I mean? Like, and people are just okay with it. People don't, like, there's no accountability or repercussions when people follow them up and they haven't done it. You know? And, like, man, this is the thing. It's like when you're in a bad relationship and, like, someone says, like, oh, I'm fucking leaving. I hate you. Rah, rah, rah. And they slam the door on the way out. And then 20 minutes later, they knock on the door. And it's like... No, you said you hate me. You've got to go. You've got to go, oh, no, I didn't mean it right, right. If you didn't mean it, then you shouldn't say it. But you said it, and now you've said it, so you've got to go. You know. And the problem is, if you take them back in then, like, what's your word good for? They said that they hate you. Now you're going to trust that, they, that this person is just emotionally irresponsible and is happy to say fucking anything in the moment of emotion. It's like, oh, man, I want to fucking date an adult. You know what I mean? And if you say you're going, go. At least go for the night. Don't come back 20 minutes later. Sounds like I'm talking about something specific, doesn't it? Hey, man, fucking chill out. My, I'm, I'm happy wife, happy life. I'm the fucking wife. You know what I mean? But yeah, I don't know. It just hurts my feeling feelings when people have that. like, it's like they want to have these Hollywood moments where they're like and then I fucking said this and rah 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 it's like no yeah you probably even if you did say that like now you just sound like a dickhead because you know you're going to be going back to her later on you know it's fucking it's hard man it's hard so I was listening to this fucking podcast uh, Your Mom's House with Tom Segura and Christina Pazitsky and they were saying about the fucking yeah 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 the bigger point that I was making was they were saying about the microphone thing and how like not the, how they were talking so much and they get a sore throat and this is the thing like I hear that And then like three days later, I do a big day behind the microphone and sure enough, I get a sore throat. And I feel like I've talked about this before. This is that thing where like, all I got to do is stay true to what I'm doing and make sure whatever I'm doing, I do really well. And then somehow, somewhere, there'll be some little sign dropped. And all I have to do is listen to that sign and execute the idea that comes from it. You know what I mean? I feel like I spend so much time just kind of... Waiting for the, I don't know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm always talking about the next thing that I'm doing and I feel like you kind of have to be so like, so, so like focused on just moving forward because it's so easy to accidentally start spreading yourself sideways and all of a sudden you're spending heaps of time achieving nothing and not making it, you know, those small moves where it's like, I feel like most of the fucking progressive moves you make are things that you do that take five minutes that you won't get any result for for like two weeks. And I feel like if you just do heaps of them all the time, once you get through two weeks of doing them, you start having things starting to happen, then you go, oh, all I gotta keep doing is, all I have to keep doing is like, keep on checking these little things as I go along and like checking in with this person, checking in with that business, where's this at, is this sent sort of thing. So yeah, it's just a, a case of always fucking being on the next thing and making sure you're receptive to the next sign that comes along. But also, man, like, it's weird, it's weird. As I've said in other podcasts, like, I watched, like, for so long. Like, when I was a kid, man, I was so sure that I'd be, like, answering interviews and shit as an adult. Like, I used to practice my signature so that, like, when I did my signature one day for people, like, it was already perfect. And, like, man, I can do a perfect signature right fucking now. You know what I mean? Like, it's I genuinely practiced it so many times when I was a kid. And it's funny, like, I've always kind of considered that I was going to do something like with my life and have something to talk about and i wasn't going to live a normal life for some reason i always thought that was the case but i kind of found out that's how all of my generation feels so i don't know whether that's because we we're brought up on disney movies or it might be because my mom like honestly just has been my fucking all-time biggest fan since day dot and she's always fully believed that i'm like you know as any mother does she believes that i'm you know she's virgin mother mary and i'm a gift of god himself i am jesus you know, probably went too far with reference, but you know what I'm saying? She like full believer. And whether that carried me to a position where like every time I watched the point that I'm making here is I will, I'm a real big fan of watching interviews and I try not to listen to what they say. I'm trying to like listen to the thing that they're actually suggesting, you know, and I feel like a lot of times people get caught listening to what people say. You know they're not listening to the bigger picture they're not seeing. they're not picking up on the little fucking cues and like the the mannerisms and the, not even the mannerisms that makes it too basic i feel like the like when a celebrity is getting interviewed it's like i try to imagine like what is it like for that like what does it look like for that celebrity looking back at that person getting interviewed you know what i mean like what are they trying to say what are they trying to avoid what are they trying to lean into you know and a lot of times it. When you listen to celebrities, like, and celebrities are an easy example because they're like an easy measure of success. If you know who they are, they must be reasonably reasonably successful, and to a point that like they must have an accumulation of money. You would assume because they're a celebrity and you're watching them, you know. So I would always watch these celebrity interviews and think like, oh, I wonder what I'm gonna say when I'm a celebrity. And like with that, what what like I sound fucking crazy right now talking about this, but but with like what am I gonna say as a celebrity? I also would think about how, how I would explain the story. I mean, I don't know whether this kind of ties into a bigger thing of like, um, you know, deeper kind of... And I don't want to sound all, you know, la-dee-da. But like deeper kind of um, themes of like who my character really is. And like obviously a lot of like the things that you think about as a child kind of dictate the sort of person that you're going to be as an adult or as a young adult anyway. And I would always think about like how, how I would explain my story. And like... Whether my story would be um like a a tale of hardship or whether it would be like a rose to success really quickly or or like you know overnight millionaire or whatever you know i and this is a thing like I never knew what the success was gonna be on or where this like fame or whatever I imagine would come from, but I've always had some sort of like i'm gonna be the sort of person that like i want to the the words that come to my mind like oh, I'm the sort of person who um like, just did it my own way sort of thing. Like, I never, like, I saw what everyone else was doing and I didn't listen to any of it. I just kind of did what I thought was right for me the whole time. Like, I always picture myself saying that. And this is another thing. This is just, like, a side note. This is not even related, but, uh, like, I've told my mum this and I've told Larissa this, but, like, for some reason, like, I know what it felt like when Freddie Mercury was on stage. (laughs) I don't know what that is. I'm just throwing that out there, okay? I, like... He died before I was born, that's all I'm saying. Okay? But there is something that I have had, like, an organic attachment to that man's performing ever since I can remember watching him perform. It's just like a. And, like, mum used to play queen when I. And, like, dude, obviously, this is just mum playing queen when I was super young and my brain tying all these experiences together and then probably watching him live at. Um, Wembley Stadium way too young and then thinking that I actually remember that as my memory it's that that's what it is that's what it is but I also have this thing of like in the back of my mind even that. even that if that is what it is this is what I do right I take that feeling of being like I know what it's like on stage in front of all those people I've done it before you know what I mean I've been so confident in my ability to sing like, and I know this sounds bizarre, but this is like literally what my brain does. I'm like, I'm so, abil- uh, so confident in my ability to sing and perform and captivate that audience and have them do whatever I want to do and wear whatever I want to wear and be the motherfucker who is being that motherfucker on stage. And I carry that into like, whether it's walking into a shopping center, whether it's like making a new release or whether it was the decision just to fucking go live in a caravan. It's like, that's where that confidence has come from. And like, it's funny, you know, because Listening to what people have got to say about like depression and all that, when I analyze what they say compared to the experience that I'm having, I feel like I have the opposite of depression. I feel like I have like a team in the back of my mind that is working towards getting the best possible result all the time. Whenever I'm doing something and I can feel people watching me, the narrative, the, vo- the thing that my voice says to me, right? That the voice that I observe in the back of my head is always like, man, I bet they're watching me thinking I'm doing a hell good job, right? And I know it sounds like I'm being the cockiest vein motherfucker right now, but I'm not. I'm giving you like the most transparent fucking breakdown of how my brain works and like the things that I realized about myself and man, just offering some sort of transparency, hoping maybe this lens is like relatable to you or interesting to you. So forgive me if this seems like I'm being super egotistical and bragging. I'm not. I'm just saying this is how like I operate. And it's funny because like, I feel like I think all the time about like, you know, there are people who can't stand my shit. There are people who just like, this guy releases a podcast every day and no one's listening. And they go in there and they laugh at the fact that I got 50 subscribers and they laugh at the fact that I get 10 views on each of my videos, you know? But you know what? I haven't seen or heard them once. <laughs> I don't know who they are. It's not like they message me and call me fucking gay and like saying, oh, you tr- keep your try hard. Rah, rah, rah. Dude, the reality is like, as far as feedback goes, I'm only hearing and seeing the people that are telling me that I'm doing well. And if I don't hear or see them, like literally in the back of my mind, I have that team going like, it's all good, man, it's all good. And like, even on the bad days, like I feel like, I mean, even a good, I I didn't really pick up on it really until I had a friend tell me, he's like, man, I feel like you could be in prison having the worst day of your life and you'd still find something to laugh about. And I never thought I was that sort of person. And then I paid attention to like, how I negotiate, especially like those close end situations when people are being sort of aggressive because they're in a bad mood. I found that I'm always the sort of person that gives them like a little kick up the ass to like bring that mood back around, you know? And like everything from there to just a general interaction. Like I love turning things or manipulating conversations into a thing where everyone's happy, you know? Manipulating was the wrong word. It's got such a negative connotation, that word, but it's weird. I just fucking, dude, I love being positive, you know what I mean? And like, as much as like I get cranky on this, like we we know that I get cranky on this because I work myself up about these things and because I don't have any feedback from anyone in real time, I just get further and further into my own echo chamber and I end up just getting angry about shit that I'm already angry about, you know? So, dude, we know that I get angry. But otherwise, man, like day to day, I'm fucking happy. You know, like I wake up generally happy. You know, I wake up not wanting to get out of a bed, like out of my bed, like a normal human. But once I'm up and doing things, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm alive. We're doing it another day. You know, I'm aware that I can die and I ride my Harley like I can die, but I fucking live like I live, you know? It's just, uh it's weird. It's weird. do not even get a fucking small coffees. You don't even get a pool tab on it. It's wild. I don't care about that, that Macca's game, but man, like I think the past three tabs that I've got, I've got like instant wins. Like I've got fucking, dude, I've got it all. I've got like a fucking 20 minute thing at time zone I can use I've got a that's nah, not important what I have want at McDonald's it really isn't but yeah it's funny the um the I like that that thing about like I feel like depression is almost uh, and like this is the thing I don't I don't understand depression I don't because I don't experience it the only thing I have to offer is listening about the experience and kind of having some sort of like trying to relate it to my experience and seeing if like it applies to me which I don't think it does but I feel like if you're like, a, life is like a zero, you know, like life is meant to be zero and then depression is like going down like negative one, negative two, negative three. And obviously you can be like super depressed for years on end and that's a negative 10. I feel like Labradors sit at like positive five, you know what I mean? Then you put them in fresh air in the back of a ute and they go up to like positive seven, you know? I feel like I sit at like positive two most of the time, you know? I think as a, um, as a payoff though, like I feel like once I get to zero, I go down really quickly. Not that I do very often, but just like normal shit. You know, you get tired, you get angry or you get hungry or, you know, something isn't going your way for whatever, for an extended amount of time. And then all of a sudden it's just like, I go from fucking like, oh, I'm all good to like, you know what? Fuck everything. Let's burn the house down, you know? But it never, it never lasts. This is a thing. Like I'm always kind of, I'm always kind of like, you know, I'm like, fuck yeah, let's, let's, let's get going again. And most of the time I, this is the thing. Something that I found that both dad and myself do is like, Conflict to conflict resolution is instantaneous. You know what I mean? Like as soon as we've like got angry and that's it, it's just like, right, move on. You know? And I feel like that's fucking it's handy. It's handy, like, especially now in business as well, because. Oh my god, this is my fucking favorite dude. Fuck me. Except for the Tahitian lime might be a fucking. You know what I mean? Like this at the race line. Tahitian lime and. Appleberry, oh boy. But um, yeah, oh, that's what I was going to say. So the thing with like happiness as well though, I've, I've found that I do know when I'm in these long-term periods of time and my happiness isn't being fulfilled in, in particular areas, I feel like I'm really receptive to that. And I'm like, in my mind, the thing that it looks like is like, oh, I'm super close to perfection right now, but I'm not quite there because of these really obvious things, you know? And like, this is a thing right now, like I'm confident saying this, like I'm not even like kind of crossing my fingers saying like, oh, I hope I don't wake up tomorrow and everything's fucking turned. Like I, I, I know myself well enough mentally and who I am as a person and a character and like been doing the damn thing long enough now to say like, you know what? I'm generally a happy person. And even if everything turns to shit tomorrow, I'll probably still be happy tomorrow afternoon. Like there's nothing that really fucking, you know, gets me down and wears me out sort of thing. But with that said, I've definitely been in situations in my life before where like, I'm like, fuck, I'm so close to perfection. But, you know, for example, when I was in the caravan of Mandra, it's like, but my power goes out five times a day, right? And I'm already really heat sensitive. So that power going out means my aircon cuts out and that happens like five times a day. And like, we live in Australia. So like, there's no reason for power to ever turn off because, you know, Australia. So it pisses me off that I have to like, tell someone like, hey, like, Do everything within your power to make sure that this doesn't get disconnected. You know, this plug that's plugged into this wall, that needs to stay there at all costs. Okay? Because if you unplug my power, I'll go and start flicking your power on and off just randomly whenever I want. And then we can see how it works. See how it feels. You know what I mean? I'm just being a cunt now. But so that's what I mean. Like that was a super great experience. It's like. But the power kept turning off, and it's like, it's all—it's not a big deal, you know, I don't mind, it's all good. And then two hours later, two o'clock in the afternoon, 42 degrees outside, it's about 35 degrees inside, the aircon cuts out. And you're like, ah, oh, it's all good. It's all good, I go, fuck myself, you know what I mean? So, I'm like, that's the thing, like, right now, it's like, I know, I'm fucking, I'm flying literally right next to the sun right now, because everything is perfect, you know? My dog has a beautiful yard to run around in, Larissa loves living here, we we're, we really are in a beautiful little community. We've got access to everything. I've got my push bike. We're coming into summer and my business is doing things. I'm recording podcasts, I'm making clothes, I'm having fun. Bro, this is fucking perfect. Don't tell anyone, you know? Like it's like, and I'm only saying this to kind of validate that that feeling that I had when I was in these situations where it's like, fuck, I'm not quite there, I'm not quite there, I'm not quite there, you know? And like, man, I feel like a lot of the times, any time before like 23, I knew I was so far away from it that I didn't even really worry about it, but I was still happy about shit, you know? But man, man, I feel like that whole happy conversation is such a... I always feel weird talking about it, and it's kind of easy here because I don't have anyone giving me their negative feedback in return. Because a lot of times when you say to people like, I don't know, I guess I'm generally happy and just like enjoy me life sort of thing, they always have something to say about it. But it's definitely a... Yeah. I mean, it's a touchy t- touchy topic for me to even fucking address. I feel like everyone in some ways touched by depression, um, if not anxiety and if not both, you know, and like definitely 100% get like the craziest anxiety. But again, like it's one of those things where like, I definitely do feel anxiety and I'd register when I'm feeling it. Um, when you look at anxiety logically and this is to my belief as with everything said on this podcast i'm in no way an expert in any field so don't listen to anything i say and everything said is for entertainment purposes and in no way should be taken as educational right but basically what i feel uh what i come to understand anxiety was for initially in the human experience was to keep us from getting eaten you know it's to stop us from danger so you know things like uh Sound-induced anxiety, you'll be walking along and it's dead quiet, and then all of a sudden, you know, you hear something, some branches or something over here, you know, they break or some twigs break or something, you're like, something's over there. So your body gets anxiety, so it releases a whole bunch of chemicals, so you're, you're more alert to the situation and you feel like you need to get out of there and your heart starts beating quicker and all the rest. Like the anxiety was there to keep you alive. And I feel like now we live in such a fucking cushion environment where it's like anxiety is just there to fuck with you. You know it's like it's kind of like a leftover thing that we don't need anymore in the human experience but now it balloons out on these really fucking weird and awkward areas of our life where we're just trying to you know walk into a shopping center or have a conversation with someone of the opposite sex or have a normal transaction you know what i mean like anxiety or like go to a social setting anxiety seems to pop its head up in all these really fucking just dumb areas of our life and it seems really unnecessary and no shit i mean I'm one of those people that can translate information into action pretty quickly. Once I kind of got a hold of that concept, I was just like, well, if it's not really a necessary part of living, then why do we adhere to it? Like, I feel like it's kind of like being offended to something. Like if you're offended of something, like you've made a decision to be upset about something. You know what I mean? Like it's, there's a few things that obviously people can say to a few different people that, You're like, oh yeah, I guess that's offensive. But I mean, at the end of the day, and look, I know this comes from a straight white male. I'm not gonna say that I'm in any way oppressed and I know what real offense is or whatever it is. But what I am saying like anxiety, I feel in my experience is something that I can choose to listen to, or I can choose to make an active effort to focus on something else, right? And it's really important how I said that because I know a lot of people are gonna be like, oh, you can't just turn off anxiety. didn't say turn it off. Choose to focus on something else and let's you know let's have an example so you walk into a shopping center you start to feel anxiety you don't know what to do you pull your phone out and you start walking fast right now i don't know about you but when i walk into a shopping center most of the time i'm just like oh i forgot how to walk properly i don't know where to look i don't know what to do with my hands oh i need a fart hell bad like Just out of nowhere, you know what I mean? But then I focus on the fact that I'm a fucking adult and I've walked into a shopping center thousands of times. There's no reason to be worried about that. If you want to fart, fuck everyone in here, just do it. And if you don't know how to walk, dude, just walk with a fucking strut until you figure it out again. You know why? Because fuck these people. Fuck these people, you know what I mean? And the crazy thing about doing whatever you want, by the way, in that situation or any situation is people just look at you like the dude doing whatever you want. That's it. Then I go, oh, look at this weird cunt. Dude, everyone cares about themselves so fucking much, they literally don't care what you're doing. So if you want to start walking with a swagger because you forgot how to walk normally, dude, walk with a swagger. Unzip your fly. Who cares? You know, probably don't unzip your fly. That's a fucking. That's assault, brother. <laughs> Man. By the way, I fully apologize if this is a fucking drag of an episode. I, my mind's firing, but I just don't have the fucking like that. Coffee didn't really give me the, the you know nitrous I was expecting. But it is what it is, man. Anxiety is such a. I find anxiety is weird because like, you know, I've got a. I think uh, my cousin, she's like 18 or 19 or no, she's 21. Wow, hectic. I don't know where I was going with that story, but I think it's just interesting because like I um but, you know my dad. You know, talking to him obviously like through the through the years has suffered from some forms of anxiety and discussing the anxiety that we feel and how we feel it and how we mitigate it it is really interesting. Like he's got a really similar kind of like attitude towards it, like just marches on to march on sort of thing. And I don't know, maybe that's why I've kind of got some of my belief as to how I how I feel it should be dealt with sort of thing. But man, it's just one of those things where if you make a habit out of anything that's difficult, it soon has to become easy. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's something like, you know, I know that getting in, you know, getting in an ice bath is super fucking difficult. Once you've done it 10 times, you're like, well, I know what to expect. My body kind of physiologically knows what to expect as well. So it's just a case of actually doing the damn thing, you know, and you get to a point where you're like, oh, okay. So the hardest part of having an ice bath isn't the feeling that the ice bath gives me. It's the actual action of getting into the ice bath. So if I get good at just doing it and then dealing with whatever happens, then the whole thing doesn't become that hard. You know, and I feel like getting yourself in these anxious situations and the reality is if you're dealing with a lot of anxiety, then you can get yourself in these situations all the time because it's happening organically. You're getting anxiety from going into Seven Eleven. You get anxiety from going to a public toilet. You get anxiety from whatever it is. So every time you're in there, you just be like, well, okay, register that anxiety, but I'm the motherfucker who's here and I came here to take a shit. So I'm coming here to take a shit, you know? And if you don't like it, that's, that's on you. That's your problem. That's your problem. Who are you? I don't know who you are. Go away, you know? And if it is someone you know, you're like, hey, bro, I'm doing a shit. Go away. Yeah, I know. Crazy. It smells. Go away. That's what I'm asking you, you know? It's just, I know it sounds bizarre saying it out like that, but that's literally like, remember, there's no rules in life. You're allowed to do that. You're allowed to own the situation. These are all things that I, some of the shit that I say in this podcast, as I'm saying, I'm like, wow, that's, that sounds really deep, doesn't it? You know, it sounds really obvious. But the thing is like, we live in such a fucking like weird over-informed, crammed world now, you know, where like there's so many little nuanced things that you have to feel like you have to keep up with, you know, meme culture and fucking the English language literally changing itself in real time in front of us and keeping up with like the definitions of new words and what they mean and how they apply in context and then seeing them on Netflix and realizing that they're going to be in the Oxford Dictionary within a year's time, you know, shit like that. So then you forget all the basic things, like there are no rules in life and you're allowed to be whoever you want to be, whenever you want to be. And like you can literally make a decision now, stick by it and completely change who you are and your character furthermore, you know. Fuck, dude. How's that for realization for a Monday? Huh? Not bad, imagine what the rest of the week's gonna have. Now, if you are listening to this, on Tuesday the 6th, maybe? Or 5th, whatever it is. If you're listening to this the day it got released, right now, in the morning, it means that I'm down on Old Cross Road, in the big coffee van, I'm making coffees all morning, unless the weather's turned to absolute shit, then I probably won't be there. But otherwise, come down and say hello. If you're listening to this like two years later, I'm not there anymore. Um I guess it was a good morning, you know? It is what it is. I tell you what, if you're listening to this and you order one of those 120 t-shirts, now I know if you didn't order them and you follow the podcast, you're sick of hearing about them, but I'm so fucking excited about these shirts. I fucking, so obviously jumped on live today and like did a little breakdown about the screen printer and where my inks are and like all the inks that I got and the difference between oil and water-based inks and the heat press and all the orders that I've didn't process today. It's super cool. But um, yeah, now I've like kind of rearranged the room a bit and I've got like a few more pieces of furniture. And it's funny, like literally every piece of furniture I've either got for free off the side of the road or I bought from Vinny's for like 10 or 15 bucks. It's fucking unreal. You know what I mean? Like I got this full setup. So now I'm just waiting on that um, stock to come in. I've got some heat transfers on the way as well. So it's just, oh, it's just so cool. And like, I'm starting to write the, uh, so they're going to come with like cards that are just like you have officially purchased, you know, whether it's n- number one of 20 of the, of the first hand printed teas. however it's worded. I've like got all the orders ready to oh, man, I'm just excited. I'm just excited. I am. Um, I tell you what I have been thinking about though, I'm kind of thinking about uh, piecing together, you know, maybe like five minute videos or something just as like a little bit of a vlog series as far as like just following black ink, because strangely enough, between facebook instagram tiktok and youtube obviously youtube is only the podcast i really don't feel like i translate or like i fucking um what's the word i don't explain a lot of what's going on behind the scenes because it's kind of hard to make uh content that talks about that sort of thing like i don't know i feel like i just maybe want an avenue that's more specific about black ink itself so i can kind of just deep dive into that and talk about the production and things that i'm learning and maybe i don't know i don't know I just feel like I... Talking about the podcast and Black Ink as a brand itself on the podcast is kind of like cringy and I I feel shitty doing it, especially if I start the podcast doing it. I feel like it's... No one wants to listen to that shit, you know? But look, if you want to... I mean, tell me if you're interested in that. Tell me what you want to see. I'm really interested to make content that people want to like... What I was going to say, read them. That people want to listen to and watch. So definitely, if you have an idea for me, shoot it through my way. I'm fucking... I'm working on getting some cool people on the podcast as well. I uh, Now that I've got this new space, I'm thinking about setting up a bit of a table and having like a conversation set up. I think I'm going to release that as a part of a different playlist, but under the same channel. But look, fuck talking about what I'm going to do. I'll tell you when I've done it. How about that? Anyway, if you haven't already, go on my socials, light me up, you know, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, fucking Snapchat, TikTok, everything. You know what I mean? Man, jump on my fucking OnlyFans and, and give me a tip if you want that. Cause that's what it's about. All right? Anyway, I'm going to fucking sign out. If you haven't already today, be good to your mother because I'm fucking out. Yo.